Jamie McLeod Skinner is running for Congress in Oregon's 5th Congressional District. She defeated incumbent Kurt Schrader in the Democratic Party primary on May 17th. The new 5th District stretches from Deschutes County over the Cascades and north to Clackamas and Multnomah Counties. Bend, Redmond, Sisters, and other Deschutes County residents who were formerly in the 2nd Congressional District, many of them now find themselves in the 5th District after these district lines were redrawn following the 2020 Census. Jamie McLeod Skinner is a small business owner and regional emergency coordinator. She is an elected board member of the Jefferson County Education Service District and was appointed by Governor Brown to serve on the Oregon Watershed Enhancement Board. Jamie began her public service managing the repairs of schools and hospitals in Bosnia and Kosovo before returning to the U.S. to manage refugee resettlement programs work in city and regional planning, and serve on a city council. She has led organizational change, mediated community disputes, helped develop affordable housing, and managed teams throughout crises. In 2021, Jamie led wildfire recovery effort as Talent Oregon's interim city manager, bringing in millions of dollars in aid and emergency housing. Jamie McLeod Skinner is a former union member and an outspoken advocate for Oregon's working people, family farmers, and urban and rural communities. She's a stepmom. She lives in Terrebonne, Oregon, with her wife, Cass, where they raise dogs, goats, and chickens. This conversation is being recorded on September 26, 2022. Jamie McLeod Skinner, welcome back to the Radical Songbook Podcast. Well, thank you so much, Michael. Really uh, delighted to be back. It's great to have you. I know you're busy, so we'll get right to it. When we spoke back in March, um, the focus was on your challenge to a centrist Democrat who was at odds with the majority of voters in his own party, as your victory showed. And your victory over Kurt Schrader has really put this campaign into a national spotlight. And the Republicans are delivering a lot of money to your opponent. What, in your view, is at stake in this election? Well, there's so much at stake. Uh, the, the, having a path forward and support for our working families, uh, for our basic fundamental rights, uh, for our climate, uh, our homes are literally burning down, and for our democracy, there is so much at stake. And, you know, the response we got in the primary was, yes, it was a democratic primary, but it was really about talking about the people, uh, talking about the issues that people care about, people on the ground, working families, you know, I'm, I'm really proud also to be nominated uh, by the Independent Party of Oregon and the Working Families Party as well. So this is really about a coalition of addressing the challenges that our families are facing, uh, health care, housing, all these different challenges, and, and the big ones uh, that are nationwide and international, but also those day-to-day challenges our families are facing. That's what, this, that's what it's always been about. That's what this race is about. Um, and that's why I'm getting attacked so much from outside because it's the D.C. money and the corporate money that's, that's attacking us. It's the same as it was in the, in the primary. So there's a lot of discussion um, among people about the, the, the state of democracy in our country. Do you feel that the, the threat to democracy from the right is, is real? Oh, absolutely. January 6th showed us that. And, you know, I'm running against someone who's an election denier, who does not acknowledge that uh, Joe Biden won the election. uh, And we're seeing the danger 
of January 6th potentially having just been a dry run. I mean, here's the thing is we, we're Americans. We have different ideas. We disagree on things. That's fine. That's, that's actually what makes us having a, a form of government that allows us to haggle through those different ideas and different approaches it what, is what makes us really the envy of the world. But we have to protect a form of government that allows us to have those conversations and really to, to work to get the best ideas to prevail, but to ultimately be focused on making our communities a better place. You know, I, you mentioned an uh, in intro that I began my public service career over in post-war Bosnia and Kosovo. I've seen firsthand the destruction of when government fails. It's horrific. And we are on a very dangerous trajectory right now with the divisiveness and the extremism we're seeing uh, in folks like my opponent, but also in the, the uh, D.C. Republican Party that's just trying to lead us into more chaos and divisiveness rather than the community focus that we really need to have. So... You've talked about a lot of issues, and, and you mentioned corporations. And one of the issues that I note from from your campaign is that you you um, talk about wanting to take on uh, the big corporations that price gouge to lower the stand the cost of living to lower the cost. So, can you amplify on that a bit? Yeah, and first of all, I don't take corporate PAC money because I believe in being accountable to uh, people and not to big business. I'm a small business owner myself. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely fine and, and, and support our economy and support making sure we have a strong and robust economy. But we also need to make sure that we are keeping uh, mega corporations from price gouging. We're seeing this right now in the healthcare sector where we could lower prescription drug prices. And this is something that would have a direct and immediate impact on helping working families, a direct and immediate impact on our economy by lowering prescription drug prices just by having Medicare being able to negotiate prescription drug prices. This is also coming up in housing right now uh, because we're seeing there's a national trend from mega corporations buying up housing and then just renting it out so that people cannot get access to buying their own homes and building up that, that equity and that, that, that personal, it's not only personal wealth, but personal sustainability because with, we're also seeing in the housing market is rents going up. You know, I met a woman in Albany just recently who is in a, a, a homeless shelter who is she working full time, but she cannot afford housing, lost her, her home because rent prices going up. We're seeing more and more price gouging that's going on, and we just we need to rein that in. And that's why we need champions in, in Congress. And this, again, is not specific to any party affiliation. You know, we've got an evenly drawn district here, and what I've seen in, and heard in listening to Oregonians across the political divide is that we all want to be able to put a roof over our head and food on our table. We want opportunities for our kids. We want health care for our families when they're sick. We want safe communities. We don't want our homes burned down. We don't want our family farms going under. That's the we. That's the community that we need to lean into and build. And this crosses party lines. What we're up against is the the out of touch, you know, mega corporate focus uh, that is is the push of Republicans in D.C. And it's it's contrary to even what Republicans, you know, our, our neighbor Republican neighbors on the ground throughout Central Oregon are facing. Uh, they're in contrast, but we need to stand together as Oregonians to push back on this kind of out of touch, the mega corporation focus that is really hurting us now and is only going to make things worse.
and and that's the, those are that's where a lot of the money uh, that's that's being raised uh, to oppose your campaign is coming from as that's well. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah, it, it's those interests who already um, are, you know, are, are in the pockets of of those who are, uh, and it's mostly Republican. There's some Democrats as well, actually. I'll say. But it's those are the interests we have to be able to push back against. And so, yeah, that's who's funding my opponent. Um, my opponent is, um, you know, lives in a gated community, is a multi-millionaire, has multiple homes, um, and actually <laughs> has railed against the government helping out during COVID when many people were were desperately needed the, the support we got from the federal government. So she rails against that. But ironically, she also, her business took a million dollars in government money that they're not going to pay back uh, while she was in the process of building a multi-million dollar home in Arizona. So, um, you know, there are people who complain and argue that there is, we need appropriate oversight for these resources. But I can tell you, when I was uh, working last year, as a city manager in a city that lost a third of its homes and businesses to wildfire, uh, when I was helping out in wildfire recovery and also helping out in COVID recovery, the businesses I was seeing were about to close their businesses down. And so that's where the resources are needed, on the ground for small businesses. So so what other issues um, is your can- are you focusing on in your campaign? And, and I guess as we talk about, as you talk about that, if you can just let the listeners know how that separates you from your opponent's position on the issues. One of the biggest issues that separates us is on the issue of our reproductive rights. So, uh, you know, I firmly believe that, um, uh, that, you know, this is a decision that's between a woman, her doctor and her God. Um, we, you know, government should not be telling us what to do with our bodies. Government, uh, should not be stepping in and make decisions. We're uh, facing emergency medical decisions, uh, and also tell, <clears throat> should not be telling us when to start our families. My opponent would ban the access to abortion before a woman even knows she's pregnant. Again, this is not. This is a cross-party line. There's a pushback to government telling us what to do with our bodies, and uh, this is a huge issue. Um, I would, you know, I would vote to codify Roe. My my opponent celebrated the overturning of Roe and is. Uh, like I said, would ban abortion before a woman even knows she's pregnant. Even with folks who are uncomfortable about about the topic, having the right to it and having access to it, and, and doctors who are providing the service, not being afraid of going to jail for providing uh, this, in many cases, sometimes an emergency medical um, response. Uh, we need to maintain that access to reproductive rights. It's It's a fundamental uh, fight that we're going to be having next year in Congress, and uh, my, there's no clearer difference in this race than, than me and my opponent. It's pretty clear that, you know, uh, that the, um, the support for reproductive choice crosses party lines, that, it, that, that there are, you know, particular, especially among women, of course, that many, many Republican women uh, oppose what the Supreme Court did on Roe, Roe v. Wade and want reproductive rights and, and the choice. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we're finding as well. And uh, people are, are pretty horrified. Um, the other thing on, you know, the economy, hardworking Oregonians are struggling. The cost of living is high. Wages have not kept up. You know, when I was a kid, my mom worked 
it was a sing- she was a single mom. She worked three jobs, put food on our table. And when costs went up, our food budget went down. And that is something that so many Oregonians are facing now. You know, there's short and long-term solutions to this. One, a short-term, I mentioned, you know, stop the, uh, the corporate price gouging um, and also to reduce health care costs. Long-term, we need to be building stuff here again. We need to be creating good-paying manufacturing jobs, building a 21st century infrastructure with clean energy that will impact uh, climate issues and have a positive impact. Right now we're having a negative impact in terms of where a lot of dollars are going. But we can do this work without leaving working families behind. It's really critically important to do that. And, you know, my opponent supported the, the Trump tax cuts that were good for the wealthy. They, they were an incredible burden on the middle class and the working class, but they're good for multimillionaires. And she literally said, this is going to be good for some of us. Well, some does not, <laughs> not include us in, in Central Oregon and, and, and most working people. Um, another big one is public safety. You know, we need to stop this, this or conversation and have an and conversation of how we can work together with our public safety professionals uh, yes, have uh, accountability and fully fund and support them in doing their work. One of the key issues that public safety has been talking about uh, to me, <clears throat> and we see this in urban and rural areas, is mental health support. So making sure we're working in partnerships to keep our community safe, to provide the resources to keep folks safe. When I was uh, as interim city manager, when I got to, to talent, and it was just down the road where I finished high school, uh, when I first got there, the city did not have 24-7 um, patrol coverage. When I left, they did. There's programs, uh, support programs, like they have in, there's a program they have in Eugene called the CAHOOTS program that helps to partner mental health professionals with uh, with public safety professionals to make sure we have appropriate responses to whatever the need is, the 911 call need is. We need to be identifying those, those potential programs and that support and then fully funding it. Um, you know, my tone's making crazy claims uh, and you know, like you said, she's getting a lot of D.C. Uh, corporate PAC and, and uh, Republican talking point mon- money to, to do a bunch of hit pieces. But the fact of the matter is I work together with folks on the ground, focus on solving problems. That's how we do it in Central Oregon when we're at our best. That's how we need to do it in Congress as well. So one of the other issues that uh, I know you've, you've been talking about is uh, – is actually trying to move forward on action on regard in regard to climate solutions and and the whole question of wildfires which is particularly an issue here in in Oregon and in the congressional the 5th congressional district absolutely absolutely so you know in urban areas people talk more about climate change in rural areas people talk more about the impact of that so wildfire droughts another big one as well for our farm for our farmers you know, our, our homes are literally burning down. Our tourism industry is gutted. We've lost opportunities to go about our daily life with, with the challenge we're facing because of climate change. So I, I mentioned before, I uh, just last year spent half my year working as interim city manager in Talent, a city that lost a third of its homes and businesses to wildfire. And those were mostly seniors on a fixed income and farm workers as well. So we need um, we need short-term solutions to make sure we're doing the emergency preparedness. That's some of the work I'm doing now, and then also um, and also the response when needed. Uh, but we also have to have long-term solutions and invest in things like a 21st century clean energy economy. We can do that by still having good-paying union jobs and making sure we're keeping our working families working while investing our taxpayer dollars in 
getting us on a positive trajectory to make sure we're working in partnership with the climate and uh, getting the, the energy resources we need while still making sure we're not uh, undermining, decimating our climate because we're seeing the impacts, um, yeah, in our, our forests with wildfires. We're seeing, you know, it's impacting our, our, our fisheries. Uh, we're seeing those impacts just all around, and it's, it's, um, it, it's hurting us in so many ways. It's hurting our way of life. It's hurting our natural resources. It's literally destroying our homes. And, and we need to get serious about it. My opponent has no experience and no solutions, um, you know, on, on this topic and, and many others. So, when you're elected, you're going to be fa- you're going to be entering a um, a deeply uh, divided uh, Congress. And so, how how do you how how do you think about what your approach will be going into that? kind of situation in terms of trying to accomplish some of the things that you've been talking about? Well, it, this is, it's what I do now. Uh, it's how I, you know, I serve on a education service district board with, you know, my colleagues that we are very politically diverse, but we focus on what our kids need, what our families need, what our communities need. Um, I, in my past political experience, when I served on a city council, it was, again, there was a lot of political diversity on the on the, the, the board, on the council, and it's focusing on the challenges at hand. A big piece of it also is how we talk about issues. As a rural Democrat, I, um, you know, it, it's about building up relationships, building up partnerships, and being able to communicate effectively with, uh, you know, your, the folks you're working with. My wife and I live uh, just outside Terrebonne in a, in a rural area. We've got a neighbor two doors down who still has her Trump flag up. And we have very different ideas on who the president should be, but we also get on well with our neighbors. And those relationships and the ability to focus on the challenges at hand and how we work together to solve them is really how we do that work. Now, that's with people uh, in in. In politics and Congress, there are a lot of different dynamics, and there and part of that is also uh, the big money push, as as you mentioned before. So, you know, for voters right now, there's so much at stake, there's so much on the line, and and literally investing in the kind of leadership that that um, you know you want to see is is this is the time to do it. So, my website is jamiefororegon.com. Um, we, I don't take corporate PAC money, uh, but we get resources. We get our resources from people volunteering and supporting, talking to their neighbors, contributing. Um, that's how we build up a movement to get elected. And then we use that same energy and those same relationships in our district, in our state, and really across the country to connect with individual voters who will then also put pressure on my future colleagues and on others to be able to just focus on getting the job done. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we, there's a lot of the basic same things that we want. We want our, our communities to be safe. We want to be able to, to feed our families and care for our families. How do we work together to get that job done? That's the job I want to do, and that's the challenge to my future colleagues and the challenge that their voters will push them on to make sure we get that job done. So, so what, what you're basically talking about in a sense is, is – uh, after you're elected, while you're in office, still ho- still working to mobilize people around these issues to put the pressure on Congress generally, and even on you, to make the changes yeah. that are necessary. Absolutely, that's the job. And the the big 
problem we've been having is the lack of accountability. Uh, that's part of the problem we're seeing with all the, the money dump into elections uh, from these corporations and from the, you know, that we need, we need all sorts of reforms around making sure that, um, you know, campaign finance reform to make sure that the funding that goes in is not just uh, repeating the same cycles that are destroying our planet and hurting our working families and also hurting our democracy. We, people in office need that accountability. Um, again, I, that's why I don't take corporate PAC money because I am and will be accountable to voters. That's when I was, was first elected in 2004. I've never taken corporate PAC money, and I've been elected in different roles in different places. But this is—it's part of the the—it's the deal for me. It's, it's the commitment you make to uh, those you serve. So, how, how's your campaign going? It's going really well. It's uh, so this is one of the handful of evenly drawn. Uh, races in the country. And this, my race, is one of the races that will decide whether Democrats hold the House. And not just Democrats, but Democrats really leaning into the solutions of providing solutions for working families, for providing uh, solutions to aggressive climate challenges, and to protect our democracy. Um, so we, in an evenly drawn district, we're, you know, there's polling that goes up, we're in a statistical dead heat, but just up by just a, a scotch by like one point. Uh, but we still have more outreach to do. Um, what we've seen is that when my, uh, what I stand for and my values uh, are uh, put in front of voters versus my opponents, what she stands for and her values, I win hands down. And so our job between now and Election Day is getting the word out to as many voters as possible, letting them know that uh, I'm about bringing folks together to solve the challenges that we're facing. And, you know, the thing of my opponent being uh, an election denier, my opponent um, wanting to ban abortion, my opponent um, just not being in touch with everyday Oregonians and, and, and working families. I've got, I'm very proud to be uh, indoor, um, uh, nominated, not just by the working families, but endorsed by numerous unions from, from uh, AFL teachers, nurses, grocery clerks, uh, um, the building trades. I've got all sorts of support from working people. And that's who needs representation in Congress, and that's that's the work that needs to get done. So we're we're in a good place, but we need, you know, I'm, as you mentioned before, I'm getting dumped on by a lot of DC negative money, and corporate PAC money, and so we need Oregonians to step up and decide who will represent us in Congress. And it's my sense that you're spending a lot of time out on what we'll call the campaign trail talking with people, just directly talking one-on-one -on -one with people. Absolutely. And uh, just in the last, you know, several days, I've had probably five, uh, five or six events from Central Oregon to the metro area. So this district now goes from southern Portland to, to Sun River. But, yeah, I've been, I've been throughout. We're having great conversations. We're meeting folks. I'm getting the support not just of Democrats and independents, but of Republicans as well who are focused on, on these key and core issues and, and also want solutions. I mean, another really horrific thing that happened recently in Central Oregon was the shooting. And so having, um, being together and, and meeting with Oregonians and talking about the solutions we need to keep our community safe is really critically important. I, I was horrified to learn that while, you know, right after the shooting, while we were gathering um, in Drake Park to mourn, uh, mourn the loss of life and to talk about how we can keep our community safer. My opponent was doing a publicity stunt at the border. 
um, we need we need representation who will be here for Oregonians, who will talk about how we can keep our community safer and how we can work together uh, to, to solve the challenges that we're facing. That's the job. That's what's at stake. And uh, and that's the job I want to do on behalf of, of my fellow uh, Central Oregonians. So um, you mentioned your website. Could you mention your tell listeners uh, what your website is again and how they can get involved in your campaign? Yeah, thank you. So my website is jamiefororegon.com, and the four is spelled out. So it's J-A-M-I-E-F-O-R-O-R-E-G-O-N.com, jamiefororegon.com. And on there, there's a link to donate, and every, every bit helps. Uh, and there's also a link to volunteer. And so if folks can help us, you can knock on doors, you can make calls, uh, you can write postcards, you can text. There's all sorts of ways you can get engaged. Everyone is a key influencer. Everyone knows someone. Everyone can have an impact. And if you can help make an impact on those that you know, it can make a difference in this race. We have regular um, phone banking opportunities. We have regular door knocking opportunities. Uh, we just opened um, an, an office in Bend. And so you can stop by, pick up lawn signs. Uh, you can write letters to the editor. Uh, any way you can get the word out to let your let your neighbors know um, and, you know, show your Central Oregon pride. Uh, like I said, we've got lawn signs people can put up, but let people know. It, it makes a difference. Everyone, everyone listening can have an impact and make a difference in this race. This one's going to be one of the closest in the country, uh, and it's going to come down to a handful of votes. So everyone, to make sure, first of all, you're registered to vote, to check your registration at the Secretary of State's website, and then um, make sure you you talk to other folks and and let's let's go out and win this election. So I always like to ask my guests if there's anything that I didn't ask you that I should have, or if there and mainly is there anything more that you want to say to our listeners? I am very proud to be a Central Oregonian. We and when we are at our best, we look out for each other. We have different ideas and different philosophies. That's okay, but we take care of each other. And that's my track record. That's why I won the primary. I won it in Central Oregon because people know me and know that's what I stand for. Um, that's the work I want to do on behalf of Central Oregonians in Congress. And uh, if we, we are in challenging and scary times in many ways, if we work together, we'll be okay. But we need the kind of leadership that brings us together and builds community and doesn't lead us down the, the road of chaos and extremism. Um, so I... I want to bring people together. I want to build the kind of community we can be proud of and look out, out for folks and get us back on track. Uh, that's the work. That's my track record. That's what I've done in the past, and that's what I want to do for, for Oregonians in Congress. And I'd be honored to have your vote, and I'm asking for your vote. Jamie McLeod Skinner, thank you very much for joining me here on the Radical Songbook Podcast. Thanks so much, Michael.